With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. This is our morning. Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Man, we have a loaded day today. Three interviews and the prize will. What are we thinking? Good morning. Good morning, good morning. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Grab a cup of coffee or Bailey's. Join us for uh, a few segments or three hours on the Out of Bounds show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Powered by our friends at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. And award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf. Book your stay and play today at DancingRabbitGolf.com. I've got Blake Mania with me. And uh, you can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line if you have something amazing to share with us. 601-707-3750. I'd actually rather hear like a food experience or something that you've cooked rather than your sports take. Sorry. But anyway, Twitter handle at Bow Bounds. And uh, what was Mississippi Ag is now Ag Up. Ag Up Equipment. Text line is 601-885-3776. Go by and see our friends at Ag Up Equipment in Canton or Pearl. They have another 16 locations in the state of Mississippi. AgUp.com. You know, today is a perfect day for Blake Scott. It's uh, it's two things that you can kind of marry together. It's uh, National Lazy Day and also National S'mores Day. Oh. So, you know, I can see Blake getting real comfortable on his couch at his house and uh, turning on the TV, vegging out, and smashing some s'mores Dude, later a, today. A good s'more, that's, uh, that's a quality dessert. 
You gotta you gotta have a lot of things for s'mores. I don't think I have any of those things. Well, Wendy has all of them, and here's why. And I I never did a lot of s'mores just because maybe it's because I didn't live on a lake until 15, 16 years ago. But when you live on a lake, I guess there's something about cooking s'mores outside in your little fire pit thing. And when you have little kids, and she started doing that right when we uh, moved out there, they weren't but two and three. And so there have been many, many evenings where we've cooked s'mores, or they do. I usually just get past one. <laughs> and, um, and she's got this little kit. Like, it's yeah. up in the cabinet, oh, and it's got everything that you need to to feed people. Now, we don't do it as much now because I have teenagers. They do their own thing a lot of the times. But there was a window there of about 10 years where, you know, we had the little, what are the little sticks that you yeah. like you could I mean, we like use brand close, somebody we with? We use clothes hangers, but yeah. Well, uh, these are more, these are like. Actual professional. Yes. More sticks. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, you're bougie. You're living out on the lake. I get it. I understand. I just I don't know if that's had the coat hangers and bougie, uh, but we did not do s'mores regularly at my house. Well, we we did for a long time, so it sounds. And I don't know if I'd really ever had a. Maybe I had. I don't know. I don't really ever remember having a s'more, but I have had them since one moving out to the lake and having little kids. I love a good roasted marshmallow. I mean, yeah, that, over the that fire. All got like, part, well, it, it's part of the s'more. Yeah, of course. It's the marshmallow and the Her- the little Her- you have to have little Hershey bars. Yeah, so that There's they a break br- they break up and melt. You either know or you yeah. don't. So and we're you know, we're basically at our house on the lake, we are s'mores aficionados. There you go. I like to let the the chocolate sit on the graham cracker near the fire while I roast the marshmallow, so that it helps melt the chocolate. Yeah, that's you know I, I do. Have- I like to have a, an Oliva cigar <laughs> in one hand from Havana Smoke Shop, up the and energy. a s'more in the other hand, and over on my little table a glass of red wine, and oh, that is the trifecta. There you go. Okay, you get a little bit of the s'more little bit of an Oliva or a La Flor Dominicana, and then boom, you got a little bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe a red blend from Spain. I got to agree with Nick. Why the heck is S'mores Day in August? <laughs> why Why is it not in November? Yeah, like, no, I mean, I, I see that. I mean, football, you know, cold, you've been a little bit watching weather. football day. You've had some red beans and rice. Maybe you threw some pork tenderloins on the grill. It's been a good day. Yeah. And then, boom, you break out the s'mores. Yeah. And you, you, you get the fire pit going, and bam, you knock out some. Yeah, you need to be watching Ole Miss LSU at six, you know, 6.30 or 7, and it's, starting to, it's actually dark now because the you know, sun's setting at 6.30. And so like that's when you're, you know, you're breaking <laughs> out the s'mores at halftime of that late SEC game. You're getting crazy. I mean, it'll soon it'll be, you know... Alabama at Texas. Yeah. Both this season and for SEC seasons to come. <laughs> uh, Cam says on our Twitter feed, at Bo Bounds, uh, Bo, I smell a y'all lifestyle s'mores kit in the future. Oh, snap. Do it for the brand. Oh. The people need this. I love that. You are right. You are right. Um, Isn't that the problem, though, getting all of the things? So, I mean, if you yeah. provide all of the things in a nice little kit, I mean, that'd be... That'd be crazy. There you go. That'd be crazy. Um, All right. So we knocked out s'mores. We'll talk about... um, You can share with us 
um, like when when you're lazy, when you're really good at being lazy, what does that look like? <laughs> I I mean, I don't consider myself lazy. I consider myself efficient. Why expend extra energy when you don't have to? Yeah, just be efficient. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think it's great that you like to substitute those two words. I'm like Lane Kiffin on offense, man. Why use a lot of play? You know, just get it down the field quick and go. Ah, you know, be that's efficient. actually Mike Leach. Be efficient. Mike says he's got five plays. So, yeah, well, you know. but he has to run 38 of them to score a touchdown. That's oh, the wow. problem. <laughs> so you, you I'm have, just kidding, guys. You, there's I'm a just lot kidding. of. There's a lot of haterade no, there's that not. is built up inside of no. you towards the pirate. Uh-uh. I think he's done a really good job. He has. And uh, I think he inherited uh, an absolute <laughs> dumpster fire from Joe Moorhead. <laughs> yeah. And Lane didn't inherit a, a dumpster fire from Matt Luke. And yeah. I think, Mike, all in all, scale of 1 to 10, considering where you are, you know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and your shark-infested waters. I think Mike Leach has done a pretty damn good job. I do know this. This is my opinion. I'm supposed to give it on the show. If you're a Mississippi State fan, you want Mike Leach to be in Starkville for at least five to six more years. And so you need to win some games this year. You need to somehow get to seven with that brutal schedule. I don't know if you can. If you do, I think that's an amazing year by Mike and his players and his staff. Um, Some of you don't want to hear that. and That's fine. But I say a lot of things some of y'all don't want to hear, so I don't mean to do it. I'm just supposed to say what I think. Live in the Bank Plus Studio. Show is brought to you by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. All right, so for any orthopedic hiccup, sports injury, um, does it count? My, does, my, does my injury count as a sports injury that I ran down to my boathouse <laughs> full speed and back one day when a storm was coming through in March and my meniscus on, in my knee? Uh, popped. I don't know if that counts as a sports injury. I'm sorry. Let's ask the people. <laughs> On the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Can I count that? I'm, go- I'm going on my guy's trip in two weeks. Can that be a war story? Can I count that as a sports injury, the fact that I ran full speed down to my boathouse and back when a storm was hitting? And I was I think I don't think I, I was sure if one of the boats was secure. And uh, and I popped my meniscus and eventually had surgery at Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Your thoughts on the Ag Up Equipment text line. 601-885-3776. I think for a sports talk radio host, that can be a sports injury. Big Board coming up next. You're listening to Out of Bounds. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. John Talty stops by in about 20 minutes. His new book on Nick Saban is awesome. It really is. It's a hell of a read. Uh, Michael Katz at 8.15, Ole Miss Insider. We'll spin the prize wheel at 8.30. Good morning. Welcome in on a Wednesday. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's on the big board? What's on the big board? Speaking of big board. You know, we're, we're now talking about game day more. All of y'all love it, covet it, hold it, hug it. You know, there's only so many of them. Nothing better than waking up on Saturday morning knowing that you have a, a full slate of games, a lot of good food going, going to hang out with your buddies, all that. Um, it's what we do here in the Sun Belt and do it better than anyone else in the country. Y'all know I call it our Mardi Gras from Labor Day to Thanksgiving uh, because it's just one big celebration after another. But uh, one of the big pieces of the puzzle on game day, Blake, is uh, Boar's Head Nachos, a Boar's Head Pizza, or mm. Boar's Head Game Day Sliders. Uh, and, of course, Boar's Head Charcuterie Boards. So you can find... An amazing, wonderful, super cool selection of Boar's Head premium meats, cheeses, and hummus at Corner Market Grocery Stores in the great state of Mississippi. Corner Market is out of Hattiesburg. You have the Corner Market Grocery Store uh, on Fortification in Bellhaven, right by Fertile Ground Brewing Brewing Company. Fertile Ground Brewing Company. You have Corner Market in Fondren, right by Robert St. John's Highball Eats. And you have Corner Market Grocery Store on Northside Drive within a rock's throw of Bravo Italian Restaurant and Bar. So Boar's Head and Corner Market Grocery Stores. Boar's Head and Game Day. Good morning. Welcome in. Mansplain, uh, Mansplain excuse me, uh, says on the Ag Up Equipment text line that, that Leach, Mike Leach, the pirate, has to prove himself this year. Well, I first of all, I could not agree more. Oh, I could not agree more. Even though I think Mike has done a really good job, uh, I could not agree with you more. In fact, I'll one-up you, huh? Mansplain. Lane Kiffin has to prove himself this year because in the Southeastern Conference outside of Bandy, I guess even Missouri and Kentucky, but outside of Bandy, Everybody has to prove themselves every year. And, uh, you know, Mike, look, he's got to navigate those first two games and and then give. he's got to put his team in position to be 2-0 and going to Baton Rouge. That's the deal. You got to be excited. You got to have your fan base engaged. That gives you two weeks of a lot of, you know, fist pumping and all that. You got to beat Memphis. You got to fly out to Tucson, Arizona. You're better. You're you're much better than both of those teams. And with your defensive line this year, you you have a chance to dominate both of those games. All right. 
If you go 2-0, then, hey, you go down to Baton Rouge and you're kind of playing with house money. Uh, They're better, but you may be in a better place at that point in the season. They have a new coach. And they're going to be trying to figure some things out. Now, they have amazing athletes, dudes, all that. But they may have, they do have more talent. Um, but you may be in a better spot. And then that's where, uh, that's where some things start happening. You drop one of the first two games, could be a tough, sc- he's not in danger of, of losing his job. Uh, but 2023, could be a lot on the line for Mike. Now, if Mike knocks down seven, if he wins those two games, I'm referencing knocks down seven games. Um, he, he'll be in, he may not be in great shape with the fan base, but it will not be a do or die season. Do you see where I'm going there? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. So the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Ag Up Equipment, John Deere Tractors, John Deere Lawnmowers, agup.com. Say it with me, agup.com. There you go. Um, visit the Canton location or Pearl location today or any of the other 16 or 17 around the state. Uh, John Deere, America's Tractor. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds, with Blake Mania. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's two perfect days for Blake, and we're very excited about it. It's National Lazy Day. And it's National S'mores Day. And the one thing I can say about Blake is he doesn't like to eat until the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> That's correct. But if we have a sweet in here, like a, say somebody, you know, if Wendy sends me with something or somebody for one of our, you know, things happen in radio. I don't know what, it just stuff appears. <laughs> and uh, he will he will smash hammer. Or the one other thing that Trump, that will get him to eat early is a honey butter chicken biscuit from Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison. I love Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit. Because Reeves or Will, I don't remember which one, brought us one last week or the week before, and Blake ate. And this this Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit that you get at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, it could feed two people. And Blake ate it in three bites. You got to do what you got to do. Okay. And, and, and it is delicious. I mean, it is, it is the chicken biscuit to another level. And I understand that there's a fast food restaurant that does it very very well but it the honey butter chicken biscuit from burgers blues and barbecue makes blake eat before 9 a.m yeah you got to bam so would a s'more if somebody brought a s'more in at 8 a.m today it's gotta be good though well we've got i believe it or not on the gourmet guru grill downstairs we could get that thing to where we could i could do a s'more in that you could roast a marshmallow and then set the graham cracker on the grate yeah let the chocolate melt we got the double grate too so we could even you know uh, smoke a s'more you have a smoke yeah we could increase the distance from yeah from the fire to the to the s'more roast the marshmallow let it aluminum fold maybe right under it would would be a play too we could we could absolutely rock and roll that we we could definitely do that. Now we'd have to get all that stuff, but that's not hard. No, Wendy's man. got it at the house. <laughs> y'all, just, I forget y'all are s'mores, s'more factory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I'm an insider. So I'm looking at this Mississippi State schedule like you are right here, and I look at that first 
you got those first four. If you get LSU, it's a huge bonus, right? We talk about how Mike Leach has a history of winning games he's not supposed to, yes, and losing games he's not supposed to, right? Those are that's kind of been his public persona, right? Dave Bartu had a great quote right when he was hired. Mike Leach is a walking upset. Yes. Now, every now and then, Leach is going to disappoint you. Yep. But but let's be honest. He got two massive... I know the Memphis thing was the deal. But he got two massive road wins yeah. last year yeah. against uh, two teams that have dudes and have players. Absolutely. You don't just... When you're talking dogs and revs, you don't just go on the road and win at Auburn and A&M. Yeah. Like, it's just... No. no. Oh, we just rolled out the football and we just beat those two teams on the road in the history of the program they have very consistently shown you that's not the case Uh, i look at this schedule and that bye week comes with four games after it so it comes in in late october Mm -hmm. you have four games after it so Mm -hmm. that first eight game stretch it ends at alabama which really means the season is seven games and then two bye weeks right you take the loss to alabama and then you lick your wounds for a week to me it's those three games after you come back home and face Bowling Green, you got AM at home, Arkansas at home, Kentucky on the road. If you can go two and one or heaven forbid three and oh in that stretch, that's your season right there. Yep. Those three games. Because we already know you have to win the non conference four and oh or it doesn't matter. This conversation is moot. That's true. So that's true. Forget at LSU. That'd be a great bonus, but I think that stretch of A and M at home, Arkansas at home, at Kentucky, that's the the next, or that's the maker. That's break where Leach swing. earns his six million a year. Yeah, if you go two and one, or somehow three and zero oh in that stretch, right? You see, you have a chance to go seven, eight wins. That's also a very, very physical, physical stretch. Yeah. Those are all three off the charts physical teams. But you're right. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. So, and those are two great home games, by the way, back to back. Well, after you don't, I mean, get you got to be excited about that. You, you know, get no home games for the first month. State and Ole Miss, yeah, State and Ole Miss. You know, you kind of look at where your really, really, really good, fun home games. Hopefully, when the weather is a little bit cooler, doesn't have to be cold. And that that back to back weeks of A and M and and Arkansas, you know, that's what you're hoping to have a lot of fun. Uh, John Talty next on Nick Saban. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Uh, Our interview with John Talty this morning is brought to you by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. Ram Trucks, Jeep Cherokees, and Jeep Wranglers, all at Mack Hike and Flowood. We are the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And our guests join us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. And we can add to uh, John Talty's resume. Uh, Senior sports editor, AL.com. Author of the new book, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. How Alabama's coach became the greatest ever. John Talty, good morning. How are you, buddy? Great, man. Appreciate you having me on again. Well, oh, love having you on. Congratulations um, with the book. It's one of those where you pick it up and you just run through pages. So how long have you been over there covering Alabama and Saban? It's crazy to think about this because I feel like you were one of the first people I met when I was in Mississippi, but I've been here eight plus years now. Good grief. You've almost been there a decade. Um, so when when did you decide to write? Here's what you did with this book. You didn't write what everybody else has written. Uh, and you talked to some really, really key people um, in and around Saban's world, which that that's what can hook me to sit down and read 20 or 25 pages at a time. Um, when did you decide to write the book, and how, how much of a challenge was it to come from an angle uh, that, that others have not come from? Yeah, it's, a, it's an idea that I've had for a while now. And so just to give a little background to myself, you know, like my, my first job actually out of college was as a business reporter. And so I've always had kind of this interest in business, but sports was my number one passion. It just happened to be my first job was as a business reporter. So I've always kind of had that as a background for me. And so I've had this idea for a while now of there's a way of doing a book around Nick Saban and the style and strategies he has that I think would appeal to people beyond just football fans. And I've heard from these, you know, whenever I talk to a CEO or something like that for my job and I tell them where I'm, where I'm at, it's like, oh, like, like what's Saban feel? Like, how does he do it? And so I realized that there was this fascination from people outside of just, you know, college football fans about like, how does he do it? You know, how does he, how has he built this monster? And so that's kind of what I wanted to do. But, you know, there are numerous times while writing this book that I thought to myself, you know, it would have been a lot easier to just write this as a biography, you know, because and I love biographies and I'm not saying that they're easy to write. They're not, but a biography is chronological, right? You know, you go to the beginning of when he's born in West Virginia and you work through his whole life. You talk to a lot of people and that's how you write a biography. Whereas when you read this book, as, as I know you've been working on, like each chapter can almost be its own thing, its own standalone True. chapter. And so I had to, you know, I wanted to come up with these big concepts, and it felt like basically putting a puzzle together. You know, I'm trying to find these different pieces that fit in these different chapters that can almost be these standalone things that you don't have to, you know, necessarily read them in order to get enjoyment out of the book. And so it was tricky at times to try to find that balance because 
my number one goal with this book is for college football fans, Alabama fans, sports fans. When you read this book, there will be a lot in there that you would like that you know, you've never read before that you're going to find really interesting about how Saban does it, but also to not get so entirely in the weeds that someone who maybe just is curious about Saban from a business standpoint, it's just going to get blown away and not be able to get into the book. And so I tried to write it in a way that's very easily accessible to all kinds of people and that hopefully there's something for everybody in this book. Who, I know you talked to so many people, you know, in and around his life and empire. John Talty joining us on the Out of Bounds show, author of the new book, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. But give me one that was just a wow factor for you. Like you, I talked to who, and either once I got off the Zoom call or a face-to-face or the phone call, I was like, holy blank, that was powerful. Yeah, you know, there are a few that were really great. You know, one of my favorite guys who I talked to um, is this guy, Pete Jenkins, who is you know, kind of a legendary uh, defensive line coach. And he still basically, when Saban calls him, and, you know, our friend uh, Ross Dellinger wrote a story about him a couple years ago. When Saban calls, this guy just shows up, you know, and he has so much love and admiration for him. And so he worked with him back in the LSU days and still works with him uh, in the Alabama days. And just his perspective on Saban w- was fantastic and really blew me away. But one of the other things that I learned while writing this book, Bo, was that sometimes the absolute best people who had the best stories are people you've never heard of before. And that was one of the things that I I wanted to find those guys who have never told their stories before. And so, you know, I talked to some big names, you know, talked to Greg McElroy and Mark Rick, and they all had great perspectives, no doubt. But some of my favorite people to talk to were like the guy who was a GA at Alabama and who just followed Saban around for a year because he's one of those guys who's never told his stories before and they were all fresh and I'd never heard any of what he was telling me before. And I was like, man, this guy's got like, stories for days you know i want to talk to this guy all day and so some of those were really fun when you're listening to this guy and i feel like i know saban pretty well i know what's been written about him and not written about him and when you talk to somebody who tells you a story that you know has never been out there before you get a little fired up like oh man this is going to be great to put in the book we're visiting with john talty uh senior sports editor al.com just uh came out with the book the leadership secrets of nick saban's really well done and uh, takes you everywhere. And John talked to a lot of people. And like he said, I agree with you. It's some of the people, like Bill Sheridan. I mean, you know, that was interesting to me. Um, Bill Sheridan, obviously, the tie to Michigan State. And and what he said about Saban and recruiting. Uh, and I love this quote. I always said there's only one thing that Nick disliked more than recruiting. And that was playing with crappy players. I substituted a, a word there. Um, and then he went on to, you know, expand on it. So, uh, as you, how much did, how much did you talk to the people at Alabama before, I guess, jumping headfirst into this, John? You know, I gave him a heads up about it. And, you know, I was, I was going to do it pretty much either way. And, you know, I kind of gave him a heads up of what the idea was and what my strategy was going to be. And, you know, that kind of makes sure that they knew what I was doing. But, you know, I, I didn't, I mean, 
to be perfectly blunt, they didn't give me anything. Um, you know, they didn't help connect me with anybody and, or anything like that. I mean, everything that I have in that book is 100% from me going out and getting those people to talk to me. And so, you know, and that's, that's kind of my style anyway. You know, I don't really want to rely on anybody. I think the only people you can really rely on are yourself. And so, you know, I, I wanted to just go about uh, and find the people that I wanted to talk to. And I think one of the things that, you know, this is not to knock on anybody who's ever written anything about Nick Saban uh, in the past, but it felt like there's just a couple people that everybody always goes to to talk for these Nick Saban stories and TV pieces. It's the same former players. It's the same former coaches. And, like, I didn't want to talk to those guys. Like, there are a couple of them that are maybe quoted here and there in the book. But, like, again, I wanted to find the guys that nobody calls and that they don't tell all their Nick Saban stories. I wanted, I wanted you to feel like you got something different with my book in any book you've ever read about Nick Saban before. And, you know, I, not to be cocky, but I feel like I accomplished that. I think this is a different book about Nick Saban that's ever been written before. No, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure um, when you reached out to me, and I thought, okay, am I going to open this? And will it get me going? And will I get into the book? And it did. You know, because it, it's all about those first few pages. You know, if you get rolling in the first 10 and it's interesting and there's some stuff, I was like, no, this is not anything that I know. I mean, I'm I'm going through this book and and John's talking about people that uh, when when Nick took his first head coaching job at Toledo, things like that, that Gary Pinkle was his uh, one of his teammates. I mean, all these things are, are cool to me. Something else that jumped out at me was uh, – Use staff turnover to improve. And obviously, Lane Kiffin is referenced in there. And Lane now here in the state of Mississippi. And Lane is, man, he's grown up. Um, he's turned into a, a hell of a head coach. Uh, unbelievable play caller. And y you talk about how when he brings people in, you, you've you got to fit into the system. Um, but... But Saban was willing to adjust a little bit with Lane because he knew he had to m modernize his offense. Expand on that a little bit, John. Yeah, and that's you know that's one of my favorite chapters in the book, and it's something that you know numerous people, you know, even people that I didn't quote in the book, talked to me about. It's like these are probably about as polar opposite of people as possible. You know, just the way that Saban <laughs> likes to do things and the way that Lane likes to do things, they are very different. And the fact that these guys were able to coexist in any manner for three years is pretty incredible the way that you know these two guys. And so I think what it says is a couple of things. One, I think it shows, you know, Saban always puts the organization as the number one priority. You know, and there's stories throughout the book of Saban basically almost like, you know, personally putting himself through things that are challenging just because it benefits the organization. And I think Kiffin's an example of that. Like, he's not the easiest guy he's ever worked with. Uh, I think Kiffin would tell you the same about working for Saban, but that he realized this guy is really good at what he does. And we are at a crossroads moment where the game is changing and I either need to change with it or I'm going to fall behind. And I think this guy, even of all the flaws he has, even though he's been fired numerous times at other places, he has something that's going to really help our organization. And I think you've seen Saban do that time and time again where he will bring in people who he thinks will benefit the organization, even if that person is maybe not his favorite person to be around. And I think he also likes people that will challenge him to some extent. He wants you to work within his system, but I think he wants the best idea to win out. You know, I can tell you, and I think it's in the book a little bit, like 
he and Bill O'Brien have clashed heads. You know, those are two <laughs> big alpha guys. Yeah. Like they have battled it out. Like I know that for a fact. But I think Saban kind of likes that. He respects it. He's like, all right, I want you to like, you know, if you're gonna voice your opinion, like you better come strong with it. Because if you can't, if you can't come at me, how are you gonna be able to call something under a like really intense situation in the middle of a game? You know, like I, I need to see what your abilities are. And so Saban, I think, is really good about doing that. And it's. In some ways, it's unique. You see leaders in lots of other industries, they like to surround themselves by yes men, by people that just do what they want. And Saban's is really about, I want the best talent possible, both as players, but also as coaches, if we're going to be the best as an organization. He is John Talty on the Yingling Lager guest line. His new book is out, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. And it's really, really good. And he takes... The, uh, the angles and the path that haven't been taken before. So, Kirby Smart. I, I, you, you know, we, we talk about Kiffin, and, and I do believe that Lane Train has taken a lot from Saban. He's never going to run his organization like that, but there's no doubt he, he has taken some of what Saban does and dropped it in and incorporated it into Ole Miss. In fact, I think that's why he's better at hiring from being around Saban. But for Kirby to last as long as he did, because it's a to me it's a burnout deal under Saban for the most part. Uh, John, you get in, you learn a lot, you head out. But for Kirby to make that run as long as he did at defensive coordinator, how impressed are you with that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable um, because, like you said, I mean, it, it is challenging. And, you know, obviously, I just wrote a book about this guy and how, you know, how he's good in a lot of different areas. But I think one of the challenging things, and I, I've thought about this in my own life as I've written this book, like, to actually live your life that way every single day is really challenging. And I talked to some people, you know, who work there, and they'll tell you, like, you know, it'll be the middle of May, and he's going to be barking about how if we don't step up our game, we're going to lose to Mercer, you know. And, like, that, you know, that's tough. That's tough to live your life that way every day, right? And so for Kirby to have been there, and you have to remember, Kirby was with him at LSU for a little bit, in Miami, and then at Alabama for a long time. I mean, he is the true, in my opinion, the true Saban protege, the true Saban disciple. And I think, you know, listen, you, I've talked to people around Kirby and things like that. Kirby didn't love it all the time, right? But I think what's interesting about Kirby and Saban, and of all the guys who have come through the Saban coaching tree, I think Kirby is the most similarly wired to Saban out of anybody. Yes. He is incredibly competitive. He is, I mean, I would say ruthlessly competitive. And he's also a defensive-minded coach. So he could learn at the altar of Saban for a very long time. And I think you can just see the way that he runs Georgia from the emphasis on recruiting to the way they play football. I mean, the team that just won the national championship – like an old school Alabama statement team to me, you know, like just incredible defensive talent. They're going to run the ball down your throat, you know, kind of a game manager, a quarterback, you know, that, that felt like an old school Alabama team to me. And so Kirby has really taken the blueprint and I think carried it out the closest out of any of the different uh, saving former coaches. And obviously it's been incredibly successful for him. He just won a national championship and he's come very close multiple times before that. And so he's, He's got a thing built there that could last for a long time if he stays at Georgia. Uh, check out John Talty's new book, The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, what, after you've been around him for almost a decade, 
this took a while to put together. Good grief. When when the when the Saban comments and Jimbo Fisher reacting the next morning, as someone who's as close to being an insider as you can be, what was what were your what was your initial reaction to that, John? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, you know, I had heard that Saban had been grumbling about Texas A&M NIL stuff for, for a while now. And so I was not surprised that he was upset about it. I think there was the surprise was that he was willing to voice that publicly. And, you know, having covered him for a long time, I write about some of the stuff in the book. He really doesn't do anything unintentionally. Everything has a meaning. Every time he goes through a speech, whether it's, you know, to a major group of business leaders, or if he's talking to Boy Scouts, like he has his notes planned out ahead of time of what he wants to say. And so, you know, I know going into that, you know, that World Games press conference event type thing to have, like, you know, he, he obviously knew he was going to go down that path. And so maybe he didn't think it was going to blow up the way that it did. I think he certainly didn't expect Jimbo to react the way that he did. But I think it was important for him to send a message to that room. And I think it goes back to, you know, you can look at a lot of things he's evolved with over the years, but I think it's obvious he doesn't love the way NIL has gone, but I took it as him saying in that room, listen, we either need to start playing this way or we're going to fall behind. And this is just the reality of the situation. And, you know, obviously it became a, a major national story and blew up in a way that, you know, is pretty incredible. So I don't, I don't think he anticipated that, but I don't think, I don't think it was a slip of tongue. I'll put it this way him to say that in that room knowing some of the people that were there uh let's wrap it up with this uh you mentioned the impact that he's had on so many coaches and player and people uh just in the building administrators and so on and you mentioned earlier the tie-in to to uh business and leadership not just sports do you think the guy that had the most impact, the coach that had the most impact on him was Don James, John? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's kind of where it all begins. And, you know, I think that there's, there basically there are four coaches that I mentioned in the book who I think have had the most impact. And it's his dad, you know, it's a Pop Warner coach, Don James, uh, George Perlis, who was at Michigan State, and Bill Belichick. But I, I think if you look at it just from a, you know, a what-if type moment, right, if Don James doesn't give him a job right out of college, Nick Saban's not a college football coach. And that's in part because his wife had to spend one more year in college. And so he said, well, I guess I'll hang around here. What can I do? And he gets a job as a GA and the rest is history. And so I think so much of his organizational detailed approach comes from Don James. I think it made him realize, you know, what college football can look like. And I think that he has built a lot of his strategies around that but I, of course you know i think belichick and perlis were you know big influences uh on him as well he, he's been very good at taking different pieces of different people's approach and kind of spinning it in a way that makes sense for him well uh i want to do this again but great job i'm super impressed because again i was kind of hesitant and now i'm in it and it's it's just it's entertaining it moved, it's got a great pace, and it's not the same old, same old. So uh, I can't imagine the hours and time, research, and everything else that you, uh, you have in it, but you did a hell of a job, and congratulations to you.
Paul, thank you so much. That's uh, incredibly kind of you to say. It's been a it's been a long journey to get to this moment, and so I'm just super excited to hear people I respect like you say that. And I'm so excited for people. You know, finally, you can go to a bookstore literally right now and go out and buy the book. And that's you know that's the moment that I've been waiting for for so long as I went through this process. And so I'm just so excited that we're finally we're finally here. We can finally actually buy the book at a bookstore. Well, it's really really well done. He is John Talty. The book is the Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban and how Alabama's coach became the greatest ever. And John talks to some fascinating people that have been along. Uh, for the ride with Nick Saban. John Talty on the Yingling Lager guest line, also senior sports editor, AL.com. John, have a great week. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. John Talty on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN, 105.9 The Zone. It's a really good read. The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban. And it's just, it's the people that John talk to about Saban and the way he operates and uh, the way he does things in his organizational structure and who impacted him and so on. Well done. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by your next Ram truck, uh, Jeep Cherokee, Jeep Grand Cherokee, or Jeep Wrangler at Mack Hike and Flowood. That's MacHikeFlowood.com. MacHikeFlowood.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.